Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of Operator Revolution, the podcast about operations. I'm Jason Corvello, founder of Toronto-based OperatingAcademy.com. And I'm Clint Overton, the founder of The Overton Group in St. Louis. And we are your hosts. In today's episode, we're going to discuss metrics that matter, such as OKRs and other metrics, and cadence. Metrics that matter. Specifically, objectives, key results are also known as OKRs. Everyone seems to use them, but where do they come from? That's a good question. Back in the 1970s, John Doerr, who's now a venture capitalist at Kleiner Perkins, they funded companies including Google, Intuit, and Amazon, learned the OKR system from Intel CEO Andy Grove. John came to Silicon Valley in the mid-1970s and got a job at Intel. It was a very bright time in the company's life. They had just invented the microchip, which became the basis of the personal computer. John got to be a student of Andy Grove, one of the greatest managers of his or any era. Andy had created this system for goal setting that was deceptively simple, but also the polar opposite of the conventional management by objectives MBO systems, which tend to be top-down, hierarchical, annual, and linked to compensation. When John left Intel in 1980 to develop other startups and build his own company, he took the slide deck that he had used to teach the objectives and results system, 30 or so slides. Over the course of a few decades, he's given this presentation to 100 or so organizations, some of which have adopted OKRs and some have not. With that bit of context, let's dive into what we're seeing in the trenches in 2023. So Clint, metrics that matter. What have you been seeing lately? Well, I think the reality is, is that businesses especially startups and small businesses you know have some numbers that they're looking at on a pretty routine basis but they oftentimes aren't the ones that help them understand day to day week to week what the temperature of the business is and in, in particular their progress towards the goals that they've set and as you mentioned you talked about OKRs which if you're, if someone's not familiar with them you know another term that people may be a little more familiar with is just really quarterly goal setting. So, you know, the, the, the beauty of the OKR really is kind of breaking down things that may seem kind of monumentous to accomplish and putting them in kind of bite-sized chunks that you're able to accomplish in different periods as you're moving towards kind of climbing that mountain during the course of the year. And small businesses and startups, you know, tend to focus very much on revenue and sales numbers, understandably so, those are very important metrics to the organization, but they don't necessarily provide kind of full perspective in terms of the overall organizational health. And so one of the things that certainly see in startup and small business space is really helping educate CEOs, business owners, and leaders in the organization how to think a little bit differently around the numbers that they should be looking at and the types of routines that they need to put in place in order to make sure that they understand the overall health of their organization. Yeah, and a lot of organizations don't necessarily apply these OKRs or quarterly planning sessions because sometimes there's a cultural risk, there's a vulnerability that comes with transparency, and the accountability is, you know, it can be massive. And even if the organization wants to adopt it, 
And if you're listening to this right now and you're looking to adopt something like this, I would you know, recommend starting off with a pilot and making sure your leaders are committed to this before you kind of roll it out to the entire company. Commitment and mindset has always been a key underlining point that we've made in our podcast when you talk about strategic and organizational development. Uh, when you start getting into the weeds of metrics that matter, the same mindset still required because you're still implementing something new and you still need ambassadors within the organization to continue to move it forward. Yeah, I think the mindset part is really important just because of the fact that it it is a shift if it's not a discipline that you have in your business today to really take the time and energy. And quite frankly, that's one of the reasons that I think hinders moving metrics that matter forward is it seems very overwhelming. It seems like there's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten other things I should be focused on today. And the reality is, is the reason that you're focused on in, in a very scattered basis day to day in kind of fighting fire to fire is because you don't necessarily have really good insight in terms of how the business is doing. And so you don't have to go from, I don't have anything to, I need to have 50 metrics on a dashboard tomorrow. Start with the first, you know, five to 10 things that are most important to really understand how your business is operating. And so, you know, a way that I think about metrics that matter, regardless of what you call them, or if you're using KPIs or, or another set of terminology that's more familiar to you, metrics that matter to me is really, it's a tool to monitor the health of your business daily. I mean, a, a simple way of thinking about it is it's kind of like the EKG for your business. And during the course of each day, when you start your day, it's important to understand how did I do yesterday? What were the things that went well? What are the things that didn't? Um, and really helping you kind of reposition and refocus your energy in the right places. Because as we've talked about in several of our prior episodes, a lot of startups and small business owners are really just moving fire to fire. And they're starting their day dealing with the first email in their email box they may be working through the first person who comes to their desk that day and then off and running, I'm kind of, you know, heading down a series of rabbit holes and I really don't know what's actually happening in my business. I just know that I'm fighting the thing that's right in front of me. Yeah. And I'm smiling here. You can't probably can't see it for the listeners, but I'm smiling because it's, it's a really slippery slope in terms of you're constantly fighting these fires. Uh, And what I've found with, companies is that sometimes there's a lull they've maybe fought all the fires and then they don't know what to do and if you're asking yourself well then you know what do they do well they then ask the question of like what is going on and this is where you know if you do have an operator in the organization they're going to put their hand up and they're going to say hey we need we need a dashboard we need to look at the metrics that matter we need objectives we need key results we need kpis we need to actually set up a plan and figure out what is it that we actually need to do for the quarter. And it's a unique position. It's, it's sometimes if you're, all you're doing is firefighting, right? You know how to get, you know, plug the hose in, get the water out and put that fire out. But then after the fire's out, what do you do? And, and so I'd say if you're listening to this right now and you maybe you've just finished fighting some fires or you don't have a dashboard, you know, you want to start to develop the skill set, the framework, the system that's going to allow you to have, you know, as you and I've chatted about this early warning system, right? Yeah. And I think 
again, it, it's, it's really overwhelming, but I think you start by just asking some fundamental questions, like stepping away from the chaos, right? And I think really, if you're trying to reposition into focusing on something like this, you can't do it without dedicated time and reflection and getting together the people who are kind of closest to the fires every day. But just asking yourself these questions in my business in whatever industry that we're in, what are the things that would tell me that I'm doing well? And what are the things that would tell me that I'm hurting? I mean, if you start there, you've got a, you've got a starting point, right? But I mean, it gets down into like very simple things is how fast did I do it? What quality did I do it at? How do, how do I know that I am moving in a direction that is opposite of my goals? What would be an indicator that my sales are falling off? How would I understand that there is a, a service issue in my business? So just starting with very basic questions and peeling back that onion and answering those questions, then starting to move towards the process of assessing how can I measure that? And then one of the challenges that some businesses have, depending on their size and scale, is do they even have the data? And so I think it's, you know, that's one of the other things that sometimes prohibits movement. But I think you have to start with the fundamental questions about how do I know I'm doing well? How do I know that I'm not doing well? What are the things that would tell me that I'm starting to take off? What are the things that would tell me I'm starting to go in the wrong direction? And if you can answer, you know, kind of 10 fundamental questions around that and then kind of reverse engineer, what is the data that I need? Do I have the data? And if not, how do I acquire that data? That's a really important fundamental start to get things moving in the right direction. And then I think the other thing, and we're going to get into this a little bit because we're going to talk about cadence today, but really what this comes down to is how do you want to run your business? Do you, are, you, are you happy and satisfied being reactive or do you want to be healthy? And when you think about health, like in your personal life, it really comes down to what types of habits have you formed to create some consistency? And to me, utilizing these data points in order to manage your business, think of it as a really good habit, like brushing your teeth every morning. You, you still do that? Oh, I geez. do. Okay. Yes. I, I try every day. I thought it was every few days. Okay. I try, I try to brush yeah. them a couple times a day. Yeah. I don't have to switch up my schedule a bit. I think <clears throat> just to add as well, you know, you can just do that on a piece of paper. You don't have to get sophisticated, you know, to Clint's point, you don't need to look for super special software you can just write it down on a piece of paper and start to just get your thoughts out. If you have other stakeholders on your team that you think you need to include in this conversation, you know, include them in it, just start writing it down. If you've done that and you're now looking for like, you know, another step forward, one method that I've used with companies is <clears throat> break out a Google sheet, put a department, you know, column A, department B, column B, department C, column C, and so forth. <clears throat> and I would then ask myself, okay, we know we're dealing with these things, these issues. What are the key objectives for this department, right? And 
your department could have multiple objectives. But usually what I do is I'll write down the objectives, which are normally inspirational, qualitative. They declare an intent about what you want to achieve. And it's something that the management team can hold weekly check-ins to Clint's point in terms of, again, cadence, where you can begin to have conversations around solving problems around these. You want to promote accountability. You want to measure progress. The key results can be defined underneath that. And these are going to be quantitative and demonstrate how one will measure one's progress against one's objectives. And you could have three to five key results underneath that. And you ideally, from my perspective, want to develop those key results with, with your staff. And so for instance, you know, our objective for the sales team this quarter is to crush it and be able to get to 70K MRR, something to that effect. Well, you and the rest of the management team can have that conversation and maybe talk with your finance director and talk with your COO and talk with maybe your head of sales and then go and have a conversation with your team and say, hey, here's what the finance folks are saying. Here's what some of the operators are saying. Is this a reality? Is this something that you that you can do? And the beautiful part about <clears throat> beginning to dive deeper into these metrics is you get to have a conversation with staff. And staff can now bring to light and say, you know, that's a really interesting objective based on the last, say, month or quarter of data that we do have to, to clinch your point on data. You know, we're working in a CRM like HubSpot and we have all our sales data. And look, we just, we don't believe we're going to be able to hit that goal. But what I can tell you is maybe we'll be able to hit 50, 50K MRR. And the exciting part about that is this conversation then breeds transparency. It breeds trust. You start to understand what your team is doing. They start to understand where you're at and that trust can be built on. Yeah. And I I think maybe just taking that one step further would be taking the time out with your team to actually get their feedback. It has far-reaching implications in a very positive way because people want to be heard, right? I mean, these people are putting their heads down every day trying to execute to ensure that the business is successful, your business is successful. And, you know, one of the things, like one of the very simple things I think to ask because a business that is not utilizing metrics is probably knee-deep in firefighting mode every day which is, which is really a symptom of not having kind of the infrastructure systems and processes in place in order to have the early warning system that we described. But if you, if you ask the people who are closest to it, who are fighting the fires, what gives you the most pain every day? And then what would tell you that that, that fire is likely to have started? or is in the process of starting? What is the information that can help you understand in advance of a client calling you and telling you that something went wrong? What could help you understand that in advance? I think if you if you start from that perspective of the things that are causing them the most pain and then how you can prevent it, that dialogue in itself, I think, is going to help uncover some of the things that you need to be monitoring every day. Yeah, and then you go a step deeper. Time management is one of the areas that 
when you're organization that's moving at light speed and you're growing quickly, <clears throat> time does become really relevant. You know, we start talking about issues of like, are we tracking our meetings and, you know, how much time are you, are you supposed to be in this meeting? How much time are you spending in your day? Have you understood what's going on in your day? And to your point, figuring out what you're spending your time on is a, is a, such a huge component just to continue that thought process. It's something that we as managers don't often think about, you know, we, we often say, Hey, we've provided marching orders to our teams and maybe we've got through the objectives. We've got through some key, key results, but what's happening on, on a, the daily rhythm side. And just to quickly unpack that note is I just want to dive deeper into that is, you know, this, at this point, when you're starting to talk with your teams and you're really getting to understand what they're doing day in and day out, that's when you can coach them. You might find opportunities to coach and, or maybe opportunities for training that helps them understand their day to day. And you have to look at your staff and go, well, is this person a veteran or are they new to this department? You know, there's some additional learnings, which are really exciting that give you more visibility to how you can help your staff grow and develop into who they want to be. And then more importantly, in, in provide an ecosystem that they feel like they can flourish and grow and not get overwhelmed with a lot of the change that's going to come from diving deeper into metrics. Yeah. And, the, and just kind of put, trying to put myself in the shoes of, again, a CEO and an owner and leader and a, in a small business or a startup that might be struggling, that might be listening to this conversation and looking for some guidance and advice and also some relatability to what's going on is that I can't imagine that there is, peace found with coming in every day and constantly fighting the next fire and the the idea that I know what to do based on the first email, the first person at my desk, the first phone call that I receive, the first complaint. And the reason why so many people say that they can't spend time on the things that you and I are talking about is because they say that they don't have the time. And one of my kind of favorite phrases that I've used throughout my career, and people always kind of look at me like I have three heads when I say this, and then when they actually put it into practice, they find that there's benefit is that you have to make time to save time. And so if you, if you, if you want it to change, you have to do something different. And if you think about it super simplistically, is that if I told you as a person who's in the seat that we described, who's feeling overwhelmed, that when you came in every day, you could sift through the noise and you could identify very quickly what was important to focus your day on. If I said that I could give that to you and you had to spend 20 hours this month figuring it out, would you do it? I'd take it. Right. I do it. If, I mean, and so part of the challenge is, is that, you know, not being able to see kind of the force for the tree, so to speak, but stepping back and having the capability to, to really not overreact to all of the things that are around. And, and when you don't have a mechanism to filter those things out, the only way that you can operate is to just react to the next thing. But when you find data that you believe is a representative of the truth and what matters to you in your organization, then you can literally eliminate 
spending time and energy on things tomorrow that you you are spending time on today because you'll know that they don't matter or you know that someone else can take it, take care of it, right? Or you really know that someone's complaining about something, but really there's a misunderstanding or they don't, they're, you know, there, there's some, some muddiness to the message, right? And so the only way you cut through all of that is to have the information available to you every day to understand what's really happening in your business. And getting to that information is, you know, a whole other topic and we'll probably break that into another podcast, but it's, it's an eye-opening one. It, it does require a different level of insight. It may require you talking with your development team, your, your sales team, your marketing team. You may want to, if you're trying to, if you're listening to this and you're trying to solve for this issue right now is the term that I use is I, I like to do an audit of the software stack. You know, what software is running each department and is that software providing you with what you need? A lot of the time, companies will decide to select a piece of software. They won't, you know, have a kind of a corporate requirement where you've got a requirements document and, you know, exactly what it is that you need. Most of the time, they just Google something and they turn it on and it's the right price and they get it going. But they have not necessarily set it up for success. So a really interesting outcome, again, of metrics that matter is once you start to discuss the metrics that matter at you know, the management level, at the department level, on the week-over-week level, and the day-to-day level, you now have a blueprint for exactly what you need to do to customize the software that's going to help you gather that data, which is going to help you provide you with the insights to continue to grow that department, hit that key result, and ultimately hit that objective. Yeah, and I think I think what it does is it allows you to move past the approach that I'm kind of just making decisions, knee-jerk decisions, or what feels yeah. what feels right, or what I've done ten times in the past. And when you don't have another alternative, it's easy just to continue to double down on the things that you've done before that have had success, or maybe just the things that make you feel most comfortable. And to me, what it really comes down to is the data that is available to you if you have it in the right, if you're measuring the right things, is it informs decisions. It doesn't have to make decisions, all the decisions for you. I don't, I don't want to go so far as to say that every decision is data only, but you now have a, a stake in the ground that you can utilize as a reference point for making your decisions. And, you know, I think the other thing we wanted to kind of get into today kind of before we're able to wrap up is now I have, what's to say that I have those 10 things that matter. Now, what do I do? <laughs> so it's great. I have this dashboard. Now, how do I, how do I kind of continue to transform my organization? And so there's a, there's a term that I've used in conversations that you and I have had in the past called operational readiness. And so one of the things that is really important in order to, get your business in kind of this operational readiness mindset is to have a cadence and a routine that allows you to understand what the pulse of your business is every day. And I wrote about this recently, just kind of the idea that, you know, before a race car hits the track, what happens? There's like a whole team that goes through that car and makes sure that everything is kind of working as intended. There's diagnostic checks, there's kind of checks and 
every nook and cranny of that race car. Before a doctor performs a procedure, there's all kinds of things that they're checking out in order to make sure that that's going to go as well as expected. Why, why wouldn't you run your business that way? So now you have this data that's available. It, it doesn't it doesn't provide doesn't prove valuable if you don't have a process in order to utilize that data in a meaningful way. And so, you know, a really simple example is this can be 15 minutes every day and you identify your key leaders. They have ownership and accountability, which is one of the things that metrics that matter enables in your business. They are responsible for their metrics. And every day you get on a call and you don't spend time talking about the things that went exactly as expected yesterday. That's a waste of time. What you do want to understand is anything that's an outlier. So if you significantly underperformed in an area and the metric tells you that, then the person who owns that needs to be able to ideally describe what happened and what they're doing about it. Um, and if they don't have an answer to that, they need to have an answer in terms of who has ownership of getting those answers and when there's going to be an answer related to it, right? So that's one. Two is what are the other things that are happening from a change perspective in your business that people need to be aware of? So this is like a daily huddle to make sure that nobody's surprised. One of the reasons why businesses don't succeed is you have five different functional leaders who are all fo focused on their individual functions. And we forget that all five of those functions actually have to work together in coordination for success. And so we keep bumping into each other and we keep creating problems. So is there any change that's going into the process this day or this week that people need to know about? Is there a, is there an outage yesterday that happened in our technology? Why did it happen? What happened? What are we doing about it? Is there a technology release that's going in tonight or this weekend? What should, what should people expect? When we come out of the, the weekend release, how did it go? Is there any defects that are still open? How, how might that impact you and your job or our client's experience? This sounds like a three-hour meeting, but if you're tight and you're focused and you're committed and you get into a rhythm, this only needs to take 15 minutes. And to me, this allows you to have the jumping off point every day to focus on what matters and basically sift through all the other stuff that's just noise. We'll close out today. Book recommendations. One book that I've noted here in 2000. In 18, John Doerr, the gentleman I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, uh, released a book, which we highly recommend, entitled Measure What Matters, How Google, Bono, and the Gates Foundation Rock the World with OKRs. Yeah, I mean, a couple books that I think are, are really good, good reads. I'm not completely through both of them yet. I have this tendency to crack open multiple books at the same time. But two, two books that I think are really relevant to the topic today, so Scaling Up, is, is a really good one. And Rockefeller Habits is kind of the, you know, the forerunner to that. Books that really focus on utilizing really good operational discipline in your business and certainly talk about the importance of metrics that matter to your organization. And the another book that is not explicitly business, but is used by a lot of business folks is Atomic Habits. And since we're talking today about habits, I think it's a really good reinforcement of that if you get into these types of routines, how much of a difference it can make in terms of you achieving your overall goals. 
And just a reminder, if you are walking into your startup or fast-growing company and feel like all you're doing is fighting fires versus moving your objectives forward, please book a call on operatorrevolution.com to chat with us. We're more than happy to provide a half-an-hour call to assess your business and recommend some solutions. With that, listeners, thanks for listening. I'm Jason Carvello. And I'm Clint Overton. We'll see you next time.